Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. everyone and our preview of our upcoming episode includes sommelier coursework with marissa dale and andrew carnegie books little tidbits about david spade and his new show back to school and some upcoming tennis tournaments thank you and enjoy your listening good morning riss Good morning on this not-so-hot but totally muggy Wednesday morning. It has gotten a bit more muggy since we first left the orchid, hasn't it? Yes, but it's not hot like it has been the last two or three days. I mean, Atlanta has just been in the upper 90s. But the humidity must have been a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, if I had to water my plants like twice a day just to get them to survive this heat. I know. It's horrible. Speaking of surviving, you're trying to survive something right now, aren't you? <laughs> nice segue. I, I know. like that. You're good at that. <laughs> um, yeah, so in previous episodes, we had discussed my becoming a sommelier. A certified sommelier. A certified you're already sommelier. an amateur sommelier. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> you're not bad. I'm not, I'm not bad. And... Which way, straight? Yeah. Okay, so we're walking in a new route for me. Yes. So Newish to you. So I if you hear me asking once. where we're going, that's why. And I'm not leading her astray. No, no. So, in my quest to become a certified sommelier, there's a lot of studying involved. And I decided that with the advent of school starting, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, I would break out the books and study myself so I have blocked out an hour every day which has only been two days <laughs> however today we'll get an hour and I have to sit and read this one book that is totally boring and only relevant if you're a scientist because it's all about the the culture and that means that you are making the wine right so it's the people who grow the wine that make it and I mean, it talks about sulfur dioxide and oxygen. And, um, How to get the right acidity levels. Phalaenol, phalaenols, or polyphenols, or oh yeah. I mean, all these things that happen. Good morning. Good morning. When you know the, the juice starts to ferment and how to do it, and holy cow! When I'm done with the book, I will give it to you just so you can flip through it. Because you'll be, it just reads like a NASA ma- uh, ma- manual. Oh my God. Yep. But 
it is pretty interesting how they do everything and it is interesting to see all the styles and the different wines and that's why it is important to read this and really tell me that you were inspired to pick up your books again because you finished cork dork by bianca bosker yes but i i do have some questions about that book like for instance it looks like she became a master sommelier Remember, I know we were talking about this. But I can't, I mean, that wouldn't be a year. You couldn't do that in a year. Yeah, I don't, I think she got a certificate. Right. But I know they were kind of vague about throwing that. around Master Sommelier. But I thought you and I have discussed there's only like a couple hundred in the world. Yes. So that's clearly not what she became. No, and given like towards the end of the book, who she becomes. <coughs> Uh, certified with those all seem like first degree maybe right. second degree sommeliers but not right. master although <coughs> on the flip side she did hang out with a lot of masters in the end like that's how she learned certain things <coughs> hmm. like now from that book I've learned a lot more about service and you have to that's, <coughs> you alright? no I don't know what's going on Tickle? Something like that, yeah. Huh. That'll sound great on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, service is a big deal. Your liquors are a big deal, and your wines, of course. So you know how to promote a wine that um, that's in your restaurant, and and as well as um, suggest a wine with someone's meal. Yes. So, uh, I love reading because you can tell when. I've been reading a lot. My explanations get far better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then when I'm not reading, I'm like, well, like so, like so. <laughs> Struggling for words. Yeah. <laughs> and I have been reading a lot lately. So that's my tale of studying to be a sommelier. And like I said, I will show you the book. It is dreadfully boring. <laughs> and again, it's funny because... The manner in which it's written, I do like the uh, writer because he's, you can tell he's very, um, what's the word, excited yes. about explaining it. So because of his excitement, it's, it's, it's readable. It's a little better than... It's a little bit better. Could be, yes. Gotcha. Like if it was food, it would be palatable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, you got to set a high bar. Right. So, yeah, that's my scoop. And I'm trying to read uh, the, what's it? Living a Year Biblically? or A Year of Living, Living Biblically, Biblically by A.J. Jacobs. hilarious. I know. That was one of his earlier ones. I don't know if it was his first one or not. They tried to make a TV show based on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it failed. I think it lasted like half a season. Oh, uh, let's have to see if they have it on Netflix. Yeah. It was... Uh, I watched a bit of it. It was not great. <laughs> okay. But it's uh, a great premise. Yeah. And like I said, that's what AJ Jacobs does. I think I've read all of his books. I don't know if he has oh, a I'll have to new one coming we'll out. i find some more, but now that I have another book I have to read... Is it called Carnegie's Maid? Yes. I'm probably about halfway through. Okay, I'm going to start it's it good. today. 
it's good. I think you'll like it. I would recommend, I don't know, do you have it in, on Kindle? Yes. So look at the table of contents and go to the, wherever the author's, I think it's the author's note is. Okay. And I would say read that first because it tells you kind of how she decided to write this story and like how much speculation versus historical accuracy okay. there is in the book. I mean, I'm enjoying it. You know, I think it's pretty well written and it is well reviewed, but I mean, it's not going to be like a award-winning right. book, I don't think. Um, and I'd say, you know, I just enjoy it. I don't know that much about the Carnegie family. I feel a kinship to them since they came from Scotland and I'm, my ancestry is significantly Scottish and uh no that's one of those names that you know a, like for whatever reason they're they're uh you know a little bit about them but you don't know a lot and well, secondly, it's like the Rockefellers right and, yeah and, and then, then you associate Carnegie with the man who wrote all those self-help books there's a man named Carnegie who wrote self-help books yeah I, I don't know him part of that family that's why they built Carnegie Hall Oh, I thought they built Carnegie Hall because Not Andrew Carnegie was a Carnegie was a <clears throat> patron of the arts and Yeah. I mean, wasn't what I'm gleaning from this book is I think he's the one that helped start the public library system. Oh. In this country. Boy. Before I mean there weren't like public lending libraries, I think. Okay. I have to dig into that a little deeper for its accuracy, but yeah, and I'll, I'll look up what's his face, the other, the other Carnegie, because I know it's not Andrew Carnegie, but and then of course is Carnegie Hall, yep, Carnegie Mellon University, and I can't even remember if I've ever been to Carnegie Hall. I'm pretty positive <laughs> I have. You know what gets you there, Riss? <laughs> what? <coughs> Hard work. We <laughs> <laughs> have a picture of Naomi standing outside of Carnegie Hall on our <clears throat> New York trip. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so. Oh, okay. But I've never seen anything in it. How are my friends uh, liking school? Oh, they both had good first days. They say they like their teachers so far. So. Yeah, you know what? It's good. funny. It's like I got to like the entrance of the parking lot, or Where like right turn. before it. Yeah. And I said, listen, I'm here. Don't freak out. I just can't get into the parking lot because that's how busy it was. It, I showed her because you know how you have to go around the block? Yes, yeah. I showed her where the line started. Oh, no, I know. And it was backed up just as far on the other side. Yeah. So I was like, dude. You know, so it almost makes me wonder if I should leave even later. But then I said to her, but I wonder if this will calm down once, you know, two or three weeks comes in. I do think it will calm down. There are some people that probably don't have their carpools set up yet right but they did expand the school over the summer you know they added the middle school right. building and so they were able to take more students so yeah that's true too so we'll see yeah vivian i don't know i don't know what the right answer is it's just a no it is what it is she just needs to know that i'm there yes that's all and, and mom needs to know too. They need some fans out there for oh my God. the kids that are waiting out in the heat. And then there was a woman 
very pretty. Uh, I don't know, maybe our age, maybe a little younger, with a nice white dress on. But then she was wearing boots, like cowboy boots. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I know you're inside most of the day, but you knew you were doing carpool. Yeah, point. right. You had to know. It's, <laughs> and it's 100 degrees out here. Uh, yep. Of course, if you don't check the weather, you maybe don't realize just how bad. Like yesterday, there was a heat index warning from noon to 8 p.m. here. Oh, yeah. Jonathan's like, I can't get anyone to play tennis with me. I'm like, well, <laughs> I wouldn't let you play tennis. Right. I'm like, are you freaking insane? Uh, crazy, crazy. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's see. What else of cultural significance do I have to share with you? He, he I watched. Call, he can call me and he can play with August. Ha! Oh, God, because I'm always trying to get uh, the other one to play with him. He said he'd warm him up a couple times. Bob? Yeah. Because August does have a tournament this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. He's playing doubles on Friday, and then singles starts on Saturday and Sunday. Ooh, I hope the weather stays a little cooler. Oh, I know. Or that they follow some heat index rules. Uh, I think they do. I think USDA does have rules surrounding the heat and the cold. Yep. And I do know that if the other player is willing to play, but I, I know that's only... It's only in certain leagues, but I know that the cold definitely, and I think I've seen some heat index uh, rules. I just don't know them offhand. <sighs> so anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I was just thinking, so when does, is he trying out for the high school team? Or Yeah, that doesn't start until, like, I don't know why. I thought he said October, but I was like, what? That's early. But, <laughs> um... His coach already reached out to me, not the high school coach, but his coach, uh -huh. and said, I think it'll work out just fine. I think we can get definitely get him onto the team as a freshman playing doubles. And he's like, I just feel bad because I know August hates doubles. Right. But I'm like, hey, if he's on the team, he'll be happy. Right. You got to get your in And I said, somewhere. August, you know what? Find someone you get along with, and then it makes it fun. Right. That's like kind of the whole point of doubles is to have a little bit of fun. Well, and then also, like you have a goal, right? Right. All right, if you want to be on the team for singles, then you got to figure out yeah. how to put in a little more work or, yeah. you know, work your way up. I'd be like, put a little meat on your bones, kid. Oh, my God, yes. You need a little more power, probably. Yeah, he needs to uh, some, like today, I think after school, I'm just going to have him start doing uh, um, protein shakes. Yep. Like, you just need to bulk up a little because as all these boys start getting bigger than you. Right. I mean, you may be tall, but if you're lanky, they're going to outpower you eventually. Which way? Uh, right. Towards the landscaping noise, Marissa. <laughs> Why would we want to miss that? For the love. For the love. Yeah, so I was going to say I watched the first, the premiere episode of lights out with David Spade, you know, one of your oh, yeah. besties. <laughs> and uh, it was a little rough. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll get better. I didn't know any of his guests. Uh, I know some guy named Neil Brennan. Yes. Some woman named Whitney Cummings. Or Cummings. Her, yep. 
Oh, and I can't remember the last guy's name. I think it was, let's see. Eric Griffin? Oh, there's a dog park. Yeah. Or no, it's not, sorry. It's not a dog park. Oh, wait, park. that's something else. There is one, though, over there. Um, so, we, anyway, watched it. Short show, obviously, just yeah. half an hour, because I think, like I said, he does it every day. His opening monologue was funny, because he was, well, did you see the show? Uh, yes. Okay. So I haven't we'll just... watched it since. Oh, here's a dog park. Oh, look at these cuties. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so for our listeners, we told you who the guests were. David Spade had an opening monologue and he was talking about, you know, how some people think he has his entire career to thank <laughs> because of Adam Sandler. And then he's like, but really, all he did, and then he lists off <laughs> this endless number of things I love that. and concludes, but I got this show all on my own. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, yeah, so like it's very most ad-lib. of them. Some of it is some of it is ad lib, but some of it's definitely scripted because yes. I could tell he was reading off the teleprompter, right. which I mean I think they all yeah do, and he probably just needs a little more practice. But also, so I don't know this show. Just the first episode felt like it had a little bit more an edge and maybe not in a way like I don't mind poking fun at people right but I like for it to be a little more amusing and a little less kind of like pile on outrage like I felt all three of the panelists were kind of all at the same tone and tenor right and it's like if you're gonna have that many people you need to kind of vary it up a little right so that it's more interesting but we shall see yeah i don't think he started off with his strongest guests no um no um but i do have to yeah i have to watch them today my trash tv <laughs> that can be your reward exactly once you complete your somalia studying exactly exactly oh my goodness well is there anything else we'd like to share with our Fine listeners before we say bye for now and focus on our cardio um no i think i'm good all right well we'll certainly have a little review it's definitely much more shaded yes it's much more shaded than sweet apple roswell is very shaded as well though probably more but this is a good one i think a good one good one walking in the park that's what we like to say when oh, we're yeah. literally doing <laughs> morning. Morning. a walk in the park. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. Yeah.
it's a Friday afternoon. We're having a few issues. It's okay, though. Right? I feel relaxed. How do you feel? Well, since I just had a pure margarita, I feel relaxed. Excellent. I feel sad about annoying work crap that I... Yeah, I'm sorry that I brought it up because I... I I know! Now, wait. (laughs) In my defense, the only reason why I brought it up is because you said, please pray for me that it's done before a certain vacation. And I said, okay, so that's why I brought it up because I wanted to make sure it was done. I know, and then that... You're right. And then that's when I remembered that I forgot that this client wanted some financial information by 2 p.m. Eastern time. Right. And I just think that's BS because I'm like... So they wanted two numbers. They wanted bill billables year to date. I'm like, or no, how much we've invoiced them for year to date. I'm like, this is bullshit because you they op- should know you your internal financial people, and then your best guess, best, best guess, guess of, on, on. How, on how much more money is going to need to be spent. I'm like, well, we only have one more open matter with you. It's at the appeal stage. I don't know if we have like. Patent issue fees and finalizing a patent issue fees like maybe one to two thousand, and that's even like kind of the two thousand would be kind of on the higher end, right? But I'm like, screw this. You've been doing this for how many years? Like, you should know. Oh, wait, he already responded to me. <laughs> Sounds good. I appreciate your input. Damn it. Why? What were you expecting? A fight? No, just not a quick response. <laughs> I didn't want a quick response. Oh. Whatever. Clearly, I mean, they're having their budget meeting, basically, this quarter. But that should be easy. But our annual budget planning and business strategy, we'd like to obtain some financial figures from you. Anyway, as long as I don't say the client's name, I'm not breaking attorney-client privilege. Um, Yes. But yes, my patent attorney did send the draft of what I or to do so hopefully i'll i'll take a look at that and i'll send it along to the client and then hopefully that should all be taken care of so that it's not hanging over my head when we are in seaside which will be excellent but before we get to seaside where we've had some epic podcasts by the way as you remember right you can't say can. i can okay we do what we want on this podcast okay Marissa. all right <laughs> well, cause, I know, guess we can. Yeah, this we year, can. I certainly can, don't you? Yeah, think? I think I'm over it too. Yeah. I okay. Think we're both cool. Over it. So you and yes. I and a couple of our other unnamed friends are going to Seaside this year. There you so go. There you go. Boom. Boom. Done. Um, next. Yeah. So next was, do you want to share your information about the other Carnegie first? Okay. So he was in no relation to Andrew Carnegie. Say who he was, because Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Who I knew the name, because I guess, like I said, how to win friends and influence people. Yes. Old man. Old man was writing in the 1920s, I think. Yes. Yes. Where'd you find out about Dale Carnegie? Dale Carnegie, which actually means he was like a contemporary. Kind of. of No, Andrew was a little older. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Developed famous courses on self-improvement, salesmanship, and corporate training programs, as well as programs for improvement in public speaking skills and interpersonal skills. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. He died at the age of 66 of Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, um... hmm. When... Does it say anything about when that book was written? 
Uh, let's see. Boo 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 boo. Um. Let's see how to win. Oh, how to win friends? Yes, how to win friends. Nineteen thirty-five, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Okay. All right. See, old school. That book has had like so many. A lot of people have read that. Oh yeah. I mean, how many millions of copies of that book have been sold? And must work. Well, I want. I need to read it to see if I am doing anything right. Because I have good friends, and sometimes I can influence them. Sometimes not. I'm not doing a good job. We can all. Uh, I'm gonna have to read it. We can all probably do better. (laughs) I forget. One of my boyfriends read it and did actually find it very informative. That was not the boyfriend that became my husband. But oh, I guess what would you use that for? In what situation? Salesmanship. Yeah, or just even, like, navigating business situations or just situations where there could be potential conflict, making sure you're the person that everyone likes. Gotcha. That's my best guess. I haven't read the book because I feel like I am influential, and if other people don't feel that way, that's their loss. It's their loss. That's a good way of putting it. That's how I feel. All right. I do like you. Thank you. you. Well, I like you too. I feel we influence (laughs) each other. I feel we influence each other. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, Well, my follow up task was Andrew Carnegie and the whole public library. And by the way, I just want to add that Dale and Andrew Carnegie were of no relation. I know. At least that's what Google says. I really wish we could have got some 23andMe data going on them because it might have put them in each other's, you know. If they're both from Scotland and they have the last name Carnegie, how yeah, can they how not can be they like not be related at some point? And not even that distantly, since they were alive like kind of Relative, the same yeah. time period. I don't remember when Andrew Carnegie died. Oh, sorry, before his death in nineteen nineteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. So I needed. I claimed something. Maybe I overclaimed Andrew Carnegie like starting the public library system so i'm trying to follow up on that and this is from uh, the history channel's website it says andrew carnegie's surprising legacy before his death in 1919 steel magnate and philanthropist andrew carnegie helped fund the creation of some 2800 libraries across the world books were an indispensable tool for self-improvement and social uplift born poor in scotland in 1835 oh so he was old when he died the industrialist, future industrialist immigrated to the United States as an adolescent and settled in Pennsylvania with his family. By age 13, he was already working 12-hour days, first as a bobbin boy in a textile mill and later as a messenger for a telegraph office. All right, I really just need to know the library part. Um, well, that's right, because so he had this... Colonel James Anderson, a local wealthy man, opened his private library to the community's young workers, and Carnegie would later credit Anderson's free library with helping sharpen his mind and ease the drudgery of his work. So we knew why he was influenced. Um, In 1901, at the age of 65, Carnegie sold his business, the mighty Carnegie Steel Company, to industrialist J.P. Morgan for a cool $480 million. The equivalent, wow. the equivalent of over $13 billion today. Wow. The sale made Carnegie the richest man in the world, but the so-called, quote, Prince of Steel wasn't content to sit idly and count his money. 
let's see. He funded retirement pensions for teachers, established the Carnegie Institute of Technology, later Carnegie Mellon University, and set up scientific research centers. Well, where's the part about the libraries, people? Okay, Carnegie had started endowing libraries as early as the 1880s. The first was in his birthplace of Dunfermline, Scotland. But after selling his business, he kicked the program into overdrive. From a few early locations in Pennsylvania, he eventually underwrote the construction of the 2,811 libraries around the world. Okay. The early libraries were mostly located in places where he had business interests or personal connections. Nearly 1,700 of the libraries were located across the United States, both in major cities and in tiny towns. Okay. Well, so this article did not help prove whether... He built a lot of libraries. I don't know that he is responsible for starting the public library system. That sounds about right. It'd be nice if he were. Yeah. Because who is? Who did? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But we like books, don't we? Yes. And I, I'm intrigued by the picture on that chair right there. The two lawn chairs. Is that something you took? No, I wish. That is actually a photograph by Walter Arnold, who does abandonment photography. Oh. Abandonment. I love him. It's sad that this isn't framed. It's, I've been put off by the white border, but obviously I could get it matted better. Yes, it's called It's Always Summer Here, and it's Grossinger's Resort in Liberty, New York. And so um, Walter Arnold is a photographer who goes around, he gets permission, and he goes around and photographs these abandoned places. Now, Grossinger's Resort, like back in the day, he yeah. was a very she-she wealthy person. Like in the early 1900s? Perhaps. Like perhaps the Carnegie's even went yeah. there. Maybe. Okay. Let's see. Can we do a quick Google search on on Grossinger's Resort and the Carnegie's? I mean, I don't know. Grossinger? Oops. If only I could type. Gross. Maybe that margarita was stronger than I thought. Grossinger's <laughs> Resort. Which is odd because it takes a lot for you to... Uh... It does, although, yeah. They should have bought us free beers. Yeah, for like exploding glass and water all over you. Or giving us a free appetizer. Seriously. I'm pissed. Oh, man. We're going to have to say something to them. Yeah. Let's see. Grossinger started as a small family-run hotel in 1917 owned by Austrian immigrants Asher and Malky Grossinger. But it was under their daughter Jenny Grossinger that the resort boomed. Okay, I guess it's in the Catskills. Mm-hmm. Oh, owner hopes to remake the resort that inspired Dirty Dancing. Oh! <laughs> I hate that movie, by the way. I do, too. It's horrible. I think it is. It's just so awful. <laughs> uh, let's see. At one time, the area was filled with family-owned resorts. The same guests came back every year. All right. Nothing about grossing a resort. And the Carnegie's, but maybe if I actually Google grossing a resort and the Carnegie's. But anyway, while I'm Googling, Russ, tell us how is your, let's get a study update. How's that studying going? I haven't studied since earlier this week. Okay. I haven't had time. And you would think, oh, well, I put aside an hour every day, but something is with actual work has always come up and taking it. So Aww. it's fine. <gasps> I'll get back up on schedule. Maybe you should write down your schedule mm-hmm. and keep track of it so that then you can, you know, like make up hours if you miss some. Like have 
Because if you were really going to do an hour a day, that's 30 hours a month, right? Right. So keep track of it. And then if you fall behind, maybe one day you double up. Well, I have. I've already done stuff like that. Oh, okay. I'll do like an hour and a half, two hours. And so you would feel more of a sense of self-satisfaction right. about not missing a day if you realize you're like, oh, I'm, ac- I'm actually on schedule. Right. And now I That's just have I to, think. I'm at that point where I need to start breaking out my index cards and making flashcards. Do you know this thing called Quizlet? Yes. You should use Quizlet because then the cards will be on your phone and you can do the quiz anyway. You can make your own quizzes. Hmm. I did not. You back. could do that. Yeah. That makes sense, though, because August's teachers uh-huh. use Quizlet. Yeah. Or they used to. I don't know yeah. if they still do. Oh, yeah. Naomi's and Vivian's teachers have used Quizlet over the years, and the girls use it to make their own quizzes hmm. as well. Yeah. I might a little have plug for that. Quizlet. They Yay! should be a future sponsor of our Yes. Thing. It's a good but, idea. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I do know there's something satisfying about having index cards, but then, you know, if you don't have them on you... So you were sitting yeah. waiting somewhere. You have like ten minutes. Although I'm not gonna lie to you, the other th- the thing about my phone is I'm I must be using it too much because my eyes are bothering me. You know? Oh no! Not bad or anything. I just know I'm using fatigue. it. To, yeah, fatigue. Mm. So I've been trying to avoid. It. Like yesterday, I could tell I was using it too much. That is true. Do you and keep I, the brightness like at the lowest possible level? Because that. Know could be if the phone's too bright that definitely affects your eyes oh i'll have to um, check what are you drinking i see uh, you shaking i know i'm shaking it over here remember i offered you many drinks now did. i did i didn't offer you this though these are my ketones oh the old ketones ketones gotta gotcha. get back on the back on the bandwagon gotcha. back on the horse all right i just changed my brightness okay yeah because if it was all the way up it then, was oh, yeah no that's not good for you what is yours at well, I don't know. I'd have to look. But, um, yeah, that's just one of those things that, you know, it's like, oh. Ooh, I'm making my tech side there. Nice. Oh, that's what I'm Display talking and brightness. I mean, mine's at, like, what, half? It looks yeah. about half-ish, okay, right? Yeah, that's what mine's at. So. Okay. Now, what was it before? Oh, was mine, it all the way mine up? Was all the way up. Yeah, see, I've just saved you fifty percent. Yay! Thank you. I can make my text bigger too. Look at that. I know. I went just in the middle. This is exciting. <laughs> I probably need I a new phone, but I do not use my phone all the way to its fullest extent. I really don't. There are things I wish I could, I knew more of. But you know what? I'm probably happy. You have an iPhone. Yeah, I have an iPhone. Yeah, you can go to the Genius Bar. You'll be the youngest person there, but they'll teach you. Oh. Gen- uh, at, That's wait. what it's called. The oh, Genius, Genius Bar. Bar. <laughs> That's online or you have to walk into the you place? You walk into the I place. ain't walking in. <laughs> we have a friend who worked at the Genius Bar. I'll just call her. Sure, yeah. And I'll get know. a tutorial. Shout out to V. Nice. <laughs> I know, I do have to, Um, I don't know. I need to get a new phone, probably. I have a 7 Plus, and sometimes the actual phone part of it doesn't work well. Oh, yeah. That just annoys the crap out of me. Yeah. I'm like, you're a phone. That's what this it's meant This is your basic for. function. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. All right. What else do we need to share with our, you know... Okay, so everybody listeners. needs to pay attention because the U.S. Open's coming up yep. very soon. So yes. we will be talking about that. Yes. And um, do you have any big plans this weekend? Let's talk more about the U.S. Open. Okay. 
That's really what our listeners want to hear about. They don't want to hear about my big plans. You do have big plans. I have to go to this charity event tomorrow. And you get to get dressed up and do your hair and makeup. Yeah, I don't That's really so enjoy exciting. getting dressed up, but we'll see. Really? I do. You do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like hair and makeup. I'm all about it. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. I mean... Well, you know what? I grew up with a hairdresser. My mom and yeah. my aunt were hairdressers, so Oh, it's I like... do like having my hair done. Yeah. As long as it's done properly. I just don't like getting dressed up. Oh, I'm sorry. It involves heels. I love heels. I'm too old now. Heels hurt my feet. I know. I know. But, yeah, I got you. I mean, I could wear literally like my five or six inch heels tomorrow and tower mm. over Jonathan. Oh, boy. Those would probably hurt my feet <laughs> after a bit. Where is this event? In the city? No, it's out here, which is why I was like, oh. yeah, I'll definitely go. It's right over at the Avalon. The Avalon Hotel. I don't know what... Oh, is, I've never actually been over there, but I know. Yeah, it's the hotel. It the, is it? It's just the hotel that's yes. called. Yes, I've the stayed av- there. <laughs> you have stayed there. I've stayed there. I've had. I've been to birthday celebrations there. Is it, it where the um South City? Oh, kitchen is that or? I don't know. I really know nothing about Avalon except Whole Foods and what? I don't go there very often. Oh my god! All right. One day, mm-hmm. I did have a wine tasting there. I did yes, that, you did. yes. But outside, of, I mean, I really there. never go over there. Well, because it's miserable. It's miserable. The parking is sucks. Horrific. And um, I can't afford half the shops that are in there. But they're fun to look at. Oh yeah. Now, see, one day if we want to do a big walk, because it's like a four mile loop from here to there, there is a way to walk over there actually. What? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, from here. From here to there is four miles? No, no, no. It's a loop. The loop. So it's two oh. miles there, two miles back. Oh, I can do that. Uh-huh. Because I was going to say, we'd have to Uber back. No. So <laughs> let's do it in the fall. We'll yes. day where it's, you know, normal temperature. Mm-hmm. We can grab a bite while we're there. Yeah, exactly. And then walk back. I know. I think we can walk on that cute little back road. Because some people were saying they walk. I'm like, I'm not walking along Old Milton Parkway. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. But there are cuter, smaller back streets that can get you over there. Okay, cool. I'm down yeah. with that. Goals. 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 We can do it. Goals and dreams. Yeah. Just That's don't take a back. leg class anytime soon. Gotta do that leg class every week. Gotta How many times a week? Well, so it's just, I would just do, the, I would do one legs class a week and one arms class a week. Okay. And then maybe some. Work it up. Work up. classes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, more general classes, not classes that just focus on legs or. Right. Upper. There's semi-private legs, semi-private upper, Metcon. Tired. That's super good. And recovery. Okay. That drill make you tired. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. But I've been driving since this morning, so. I know, that is a lot of driving. I still have driving ahead of me. I don't want to. Don't make me. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. All right, should we say bye for now? Let's bye for now. Let's bye for now. This is getting, we're, we're devolving here. This has been a season two episode of A Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. 
on Twitter, that's at a wit podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at a wit podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at a walk in the park podcast. We'd love to hear from you.